Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 189. And today we are here with the man behind Alpha K, Joe Pinella. Joe, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, buddy? Ah, not much, man. You're, uh, you're a busy guy today, dude. What's going on out there? I mean, we got hit with a storm. You know, we had trees down. There's no power. I lost power yesterday at uh, around 3 o'clock and then went to work just from straight on from there. You know, worked through the night getting people's services back on, running generators for people, you know, trying to make sure everyone's got some kind of power, you know, family stuff at home. Yeah, good shit, man. And you guys are all set now? Everything's good? Yeah, nah, we still don't got no power. I mean, I got a generator set up at the house, so I mean, I got, you know, power, but yeah, we got trees down everywhere. I mean, it's a hot mess. Ah, fuck. Seems like there's yeah. always shit going on out there, dude. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't like you up there, for sure. You don't get this, we're, this we're kind of weather. chilling, man. <laughs> Me and the me and the sun, we were just chilling out today. Beautiful day here in in SoCal. But uh, I wish I could say. Then, then we get a, a lot of our rights taken away real easily too. So <laughs> there is that. <laughs> so Joe, um, for everybody listening right now that's not familiar with you, can you give us a quick uh, breakdown of who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, I'm the owner and driver of Alpha K. Um, yeah, started out probably, you know, I, I want to say early ages of 15, 16, building cars with my buddy Ryan, mm -hmm. um, you know, spending nights in the backyard doing engine swaps, you know, always had a little fun, you know, daily street car and then uh, decided to take it up to a big league, you know, in 2017. Gotcha. And here I am. Okay, so 2017, uh, I was trying to think about when it was that I ran into uh, you at uh, Honda Fest. I think it would may have been the That's next. Right. It yeah. was the summer yes, after that, or was it that? Was it 2017? No, I, the first the first time I met you was at Honda Fest. That's right, and I brought the car down there for the show. Yeah, yeah. dope. That was uh, actually took home three trophies at that event. You know, it was uh, it was a dope show. It was hot as hell though, if you don't remember. Yeah, I do remember, brutal. man. Yeah, yeah. Th I think that that was 2017, correct? Correct. Okay, got you. So you must have got the car earlier in the year. Yeah, so I bought the car from uh, a buddy of mine out in New York. I didn't have any intentions of buying an EK. You know, I'm an I'm an Integra guy to the fullest. Yeah. So, you know, I've had my fair share of EGs, but I was always an Integra guy. And like I said, I wanted to move it up to the big league. So I bought a cage-ready shell, which was Jeff Rosario's old all-motor pro car. Gotcha. So I acquired the car, brought it back. I put a K24 20 setup in there, 11, 11 second consistent car, you know, just tinkering around trying to, uh, you know, get the feel of it. Then in the meantime of me, you know, figuring out the car, I bump into Jamie at the track one day. Mm. And he's like, kid, you got to throw some more RPM at it. I'm like, all right. So I was I didn't know Jamie back then. So I threw some more RPM at it, and the car took off. So I was like, "This is my guy." Nice. <laughs> this is, and then forever since Jamie took me under his wing and uh, been teaching me and showing me the ropes ever since. I love it, dude. Hell it's, yeah! It's been a struggle. It was a struggle, as an easy as I'm sure you've seen. You know. Yeah, definitely, man. So that car has uh has some history to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it was kind of uh kind of exciting because i kind of wanted to go in the same class as an all-motor pro so buying it you know already from an all-motor pro class was pretty cool in my eyes but i just didn't want it to be known as when i'm coming out 
as oh this is Jeff Rosario's all old all motor pro car so I wanted to swap everything you know I, I love Milano red at the end of the day that was my favorite color car for my GSR and all that stuff so I was like I was battling back and forth you know repainting the bat the battleship gray going back to red and at this point I was just like I'm gonna spend the money I'm gonna do it right from the first time when I want what I want at the end of the day I'm not cutting any corners you know yeah Got you, man. Yeah, when I saw the car at Honda Fest, dude, I definitely fell in love with it. Uh, that was yeah. very, very clean car, uh, and it had a lot of uh, great goodies on it too, man. That's why I oh, knew it yeah. was serious. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So, um, 2017, you get the car. When you when you got the shell, did you already have it in your mind on what you wanted to accomplish? Um. Honestly, I wanted to run. A 10 second pass gotcha right? that's what I, that's initially what i wanted with the car with a stock you know stock setup three twos um you know head package stock block you know and then i was just running you know 11 o's 11 o's 11 o's and i was just running into problems here and there you know come to find out when i took apart the car I had an acorn the size of this in my um exhaust valve port oh, i still have shit. it oh. yeah <laughs> so i had a whole valve getting blocked all the time so i was like at that point the season ended and uh, I remember the teardown, and then it just came from there. Yeah. You know, um, I tried to follow, um, you know, different companies at that time. I really didn't know what to purchase. You know, I was up in the air with who, what to do, with, you know, what to do. Yeah. So I took a leap of one company, and then uh, it didn't work out so well for me. Gotcha. So then I end up meeting Luke from Fort Piston. And from day one he took me right under his wing and took care of me wow so yeah it was uh i still i still think him to this day every time i talk to him was i can't thank him enough you know oh awesome yeah people. their whole crew is awesome i love them man they're yeah. uh they they make me feel welcomed you know uh me being like not a racer i've never really lived that life i never been on the track so everything that i know is You're just welcome just from going to the events and checking it out. But every time I go to the four piston trailer, they always make me feel welcomed. And yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Well, welcome with arms, dude. Like they, they help out anyone. They don't treat anyone different. It doesn't matter who you are at the end of the day, they're going to help you. And it's what they like to do at the end of the day. And that's, I'll forever support them. Uh, I'm forever grateful what they did to me. And like I said, I can't, I can't thank them enough. Hell yeah, man. So you're in Connecticut, right? Correct. Yep. So uh, before you linked up with Jamie, were you um, were you aware of his mystique and uh, what, what he what he was able to do? Um, to be honest, I always heard of Jamie, you know, but I didn't know his capabilities. I know he had the, he was a Nissan guy, you know. I remember seeing him go down the track with KJ back in the day at a IFO, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. It was dope race. Um, yeah, I didn't really know the the background on jamie like that until we started you know doing business together yeah got you so when you when you started hanging out with him what were some of the gems that uh that he was dropping just, where do i start <laughs> <laughs> i mean just teaching me how to be a, a driver is just one you know being focused you know every, everything it came into play you know learning how to build this type of caliber of car honestly i didn't know what i was doing i mean i built swaps in the backyard so then here i am meeting up jamie doing stuff professionally and uh yeah man he is so smart i just 
I don't even know what to say. It's just so his his brain is he's <laughs> he's a I, wizard. I feel he, you, he can hop in anything and drive. Like it doesn't matter Nissan, GTR, anything. He sends it. He, he flies. He's yeah, just, he's the man. I mean, I I can tell. You know, from the outside looking in, man. Ever since he's came into the community, uh, things have gotten a lot lot faster, more competitive, and more oh, exciting yeah. for sure. Especially in yeah, the all motor class. For sure. For sure, definitely opened up eyes in the all motor class for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So you get the car. You get the car, two thousand seventeen. Um, tell me about the uh, the build process and who helped you build it. Okay. Um, like from so, paint wise and everything. Oh yeah. So all right. So and this time, you know, after running the car and knowing I want to build the caliber car, I want. You know, after meeting Jamie and everyone, he introduced me to uh, Spoon 860. It was known as Josue. And, uh, yeah, my man turned that car into a, the Mona Lisa at the end of the day. Like, cleanest car and all motor is thanks to him at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, came down. So, at first, it was like, you know, I bought a Cage Ready's car. He cut that thing right out, dude. He's like, get this shit out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Start fresh. So, I mean, we literally took the car down to the metal, literally, and... It just came to like, oh, I just wanted a paint job, some fab work. And then next thing you know, it was full blown out stitch welding the frame, painting the inside of the car, painting the outside. I mean, Spoon is the only one that touches my car as far as fabrication. Yeah. And he's like a god at the end of the day to it, man. That dude just, same thing like Jamie, bro. Just doesn't sleep, eats, sleep, drinks, work. And he perfects everything. Like, like he treats everyone's car like it's his own. Yeah. That's what I like at the end of the day. Like he is, he doesn't cut any corners by any means. Like, my man is just on it. He figures out a way he's determined. Like like I said, between Jamie, Spoon, you know, Jerry is with uh, Spoon at Elite Paint Performance, um, and Four Piston, and I'm sure there's a few other people. I wouldn't be where I am today without all those great group of guys, you know, showing me the way. Now, what do you think it was about you that, that attracted these guys to, uh, to your build? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean... At the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, are you going to pay for the stuff at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. You got to have money. You definitely have to have money to play in this type of field, you know? At first, you I mean, you could spend a car, you know, you could spend 30000 40000 you know? I mean, I lost track, Frank, to be honest with you. I'm over 100000 in the car. Damn. You know, between paint, fab work, and just changing up stuff along the way, you know, suspension. I didn't cheap out on anything on that car, and it took me a while to get where I'm at today, you know? situated dude i mean i was i ran 11s off the trailer and i had a super 99 like i didn't know what i was doing i was like holy shit dude like yeah, yeah this is not not nothing like i'm used to so it took it took years honestly i'm still learning every day um but this year in 2020 i definitely gained a lot of experience from those years building up to now it's like i'm just waiting on cold weather to fly at yeah. the end of the day like i'm driving my driving's down pack everything's there so it's now it's just it's it's the waiting game. That's why World Cup this year is definitely going to be interesting. Got it, man. So let's talk about it. you got H Day coming up next weekend, right? Yeah, next weekend, uh, the fifteenth and sixteenth at uh, Epping, New Hampshire. Nice. You, yeah, not cars all ready for that. Yeah, it's ready to go. We came back from IFO. I think when was it? Two two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I was battling with nitro cars down there. I was the only M one car. You know, um, still had a blast. Still, still fucking up some of them. Yeah, on M one. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. That brings me to a, a, another question. I was watching a video that you did with, uh, well, that Nice Ones did on you. It was about a year ago, and you were talking about you want to be, I think it was that you said for N1, and you want to oh, be exactly. the, and you want to be legal. There's two terms that you mentioned that Correct. you. It seemed like you wanted to play by the rules. Touch on that by a little rules. bit if that's, you can. That's how I. That's how I am. I mean, what do you gain by cheating at the end of the day? Nothing. Like I want to be able to break records legally and compete and have fun at the end of the day. Like for me, racing isn't just about, you know, sponsors, money, nothing like that. It's my passion. It's what I like to do at the end of the day. Like I remember when being young, when my best friend Ryan over here going to, uh, you know, Honda days, we're in the stands. Like we're kids going up there buying, you know, struck bars, yeah. suspension, exhaust. Like we're just kids, you know what I mean? And I just remember telling them one day, you know, we're going to be here one day. You know, not thinking, you know, it's a dream. And now it's a dream come true to, to be where I'm at right now. Wow. Dude, take me yeah, back, man. bro. Take me back to, to 15 years <laughs> old when you first got bit by the bug, man. What was it that you know, my first that got you into this? was an Acura Integra. So I first bought, I didn't I didn't come from money or nothing like that. You know, I always had to work. So I came, you know, I had a maybe $2,000 Acura Integra at the time. Always had beater cars, you know, and just progressively stepping up, moving my way. And I was always a fan of a clean OEM look, just lowered, you know, wheels, exhaust, nothing crazy. Just I was a fan of OEM. That's why the car that I have now is like I tried to make it as OEM as possible. You know, mm -hmm. I got stock sky skirts now on the car and I got, you know, I just try to keep it. I like the, the clean OEM look. Got you. Um, go ahead. <laughs> so you're um, how did you even get into like Hondas, though? Yeah, it was just one of the first cars I ever bought growing up in Connecticut. I guess you could say everyone always had Hondas and stuff like that. So I ventured out and bought one. Then I was, you know, it wasn't a reliable car. So mm -hmm. it would break down. I'd have someone fix it and then it would still break. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to learn this stuff myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where I came to fixing my own cars, you know, pulling engines out, transmission, clutches, you know, wiring, what you name it. I, I figured it out and here I am today. So, um, just you and your buddy Ryan just messing with cars. Yeah, that's it. Just being kids, you know. I mean, yeah, that's what we did at the end of the day. We talk, we we tinkered around with cars, and you know, that's that's what we like to do, and that's why for me it's different. It's more of a passion. Like I'm sure people have a passion for racing. Yeah. For me, it's that's that's what I eat, sleep, and drink at the end of the day. Like I love to go racing. If I could go racing right now, I'd be at the track racing. Like that's what I like to do. That's why for me it's different. Like I, I'm. I'm more, it's, it's what I love to do. I don't even know what else to say. It's just what I love. So at that age, when did you realize that there was a, an actual community to Hondas and it just not being <sighs> another car that you could fix up? There was a, a forum website back in the day, CTV Tech. Okay. Where, where it was any kind of Honda part, cars from shells, parts, whatever thing you need on a Honda you were going on that website and that's what really got me into the Honda community was CTV tech back in the day. So was most of it just, uh, just local Connecticut guys? Yeah. Connecticut, maybe mass Rhode Island, you know, in the area for sure. Yeah. Did you ever venture out into, um, like the, the magazines or anything like that? The only magazines I ever, uh, were, were known was super street. Mm -hmm. Those are the only magazines are Honda tuning, 
You know what I mean? Those are the only magazines I was reading are how to swap a JDM motor into my car. <laughs> got you, you know? got you. So when did you get the uh, that Integra that you had? That uh, like uh, it was like a khaki color, right? Oh, the FJ Cruiser Sandstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tell me about that one. Front. So I acquired that after I crashed my Milano Red GSR in a snowstorm being an idiot, going to wash the car in a snowstorm, being <laughs> young and dumb. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I, I uh, ended up totaling that. I pulled the swap out, and I bought a hatch. And then, you know, I drove for a little while, and then I'm, I'm an Integra guy at the end of the day. So I got my hands on that that car for a steel rolling shell. Mm -hmm. It was like $3,500 or whatever. So then my buddy Ryan had his blue em1 at the time k swap he's like kid you're gonna go k you'll never go back i'm like yeah whatever i'm fucking a b-series guy at the end yeah. of the day you know so at this point i see him clean bay shave talk i'm like but it's so expensive back in the day you know i mean it's still expensive now but it was it was bread at the end of the day yeah definitely so, so to convert everything i was like you know what i had a b16 b type bar swap that ripped everywhere i went so then i took that i sold everything and then i ended up turning that car k swap because it was already it was already k ready and mm -hmm. i was going to turn it back to b you know i'd have to weld the mount yeah, back yeah, on yeah. all the stuff and i'm like he's like you just talked me into going k and i've never looked back ever since like you said <laughs> sick dude hell yeah when was that <sighs> that was probably 2015 ish is when i acquired that car got gotcha. it for a few years that was daily that was my daily too all, all my cars, all my race cars or street cars, whatever you want to call them, are all my daily drivers. Really? Everyone. Everyone. I'd be driving to New York in my my B16, B Type R hatch, driving to New York, going to work, ripping everywhere, dude. It's just, it's what I like to do, man. It was, and it was just more, it's, that's how I fell in love with everything. I fell in love with the cars, you know? Yeah. And just the performance. The Honda performance at the end of the day is just, it's like no other, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome, man. Especially building the cars. Like, we're building, um, well, we're re coming out with the uh, Heaviness Streets EG, and we just re-anodized a bunch of the parts on it, and we just got them back right now, man. And it's just like it's just like Legos, bro. I'm so excited, yeah. and I'm talking to my guy RC back there, and I'm just thinking, ah, oh, well, will that throttle body match with that intake? Oh, we'll use that intake and this, and we just have fucking parts <laughs> everywhere, dude. And I'm like, we'll cook something cool up. We'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the exciting thing about this community, man, is that it's the possibilities are literally endless, you know, endless. and the, the yep. time where you think that like, okay, nothing new can be done, everything it has already been done in the community, then everybody starts going all motor or everybody starts going all wheel drive and then you're just like, wow, the, the community just took another step up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just keep on pushing forward, man. And that's... Uh, it's a very exciting thing, dude, that I, I feel like we haven't even reached anywhere close to the potential of the community. No, definitely not. So back in the day, you and, your, you and Ryan, you guys are out uh, just being kids, having fun. Uh, yeah. You guys used to go street racing? Yeah, so I've had my fair share of street racing for sure. Um, you know, one time I can remember I had that blue Harvard 93 hatch, the B16B, swapping it. I'm getting up to, we have a long wharf down here is the, the straightaway yeah. right by the beach. So I'll never forget, you know, there's racing here. I am next in line. I get up, do our burnout. Kid pulls up, does his burnout, getting ready to race. State trooper pulls off the highway, blocks us. Oh right? shit. 
Yeah, so I'm like, fuck this. Threw it in reverse, burnt around the cop, hop on the highway. Mind you, there's thousands of cars. Not thousands, you know, there's a bunch of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going every which direction. I'm like, I'm going on the highway. They're going to go after them. Nah, he came after me on the highway. <laughs> so, so mind you, I, I floss it on the highway. I get up the ramp. There's a cop that's got another Honda pulled over on the highway. I fly by him. He see, I see him run back to his car, hop in his car. Mind you, I got two stadies at this point on me, right? Oh. I turn my lights off. It's nighttime. Gone. Mind you, check the trailers. I just it was gone. So I'm diving in and out of traffic. I slow down. I'll never forget. I got my buddy holding onto a bucket in the seats. I didn't even, I had one seat. I was stripped. It was a gutted oh. car. Like, yeah. So I had my buddy holding onto a milk crate, <laughs> flying through all these cars. And uh, I looked back. I was like, oh, we're good. Next thing you know, I hear the lights again. Gone. So long story short, got off the highway, got lost. That was my most thrill. Like, I've always wanted to do some stuff like that. <laughs> and I got it off my, my bucket list, you could say. And uh, yeah, that was the most thrilling time because I never was really like, hard into the street racing but it, i had the integra it's what i like to do at the end of the day yeah so then i came to a point in realization where you know street racing was cool but i want the next step yeah and the next step was building the the car legal for the track that's when i go for legal like legal weight legal fuel everything on my car i watched i want tech to rip apart my car and try to point out something because you can't get me on safety everything that car is dialed in there's no what are you going to get on me at the end of the day and that's what i try to I want to prove is the safety in the sport and I want to get a message out as, you know, I'd rather be overweight on the car and then try to cut my car to be at weight and be safe at the end of the day. Cause yeah. you know, I still got a family to go home to at the end of the day. Yeah, no, definitely, man. You know? Yeah. You're right about that. Especially, uh, you know, out racing in the streets, dude. I mean, like we've just seen recently, that shit you is know? not safe, man. Dude, you seen that video? Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because I ain't trying to snitch on nobody, dude. But guys, if you're listening, stand behind the fucking cars, please, please. It seems like that's a very big issue. I don't know where that video was from, but it seems like it's a very big issue in the East Coast because you got a crowd of people. dude, all the time I'll see Ty Boogie on live and um, dude, probably all the way out to the eighth bro there's just a line of people standing there i'm like bro this is Down bad the news on the walls yeah yep yeah not me it's bad news man yeah back here dude ever since i've been going to the street races that's always been my theme stand behind stand behind because you see yep. so many videos of people and you know i i know how it is dude is when you when you're a young kid and you're the adrenaline and shit but you still have to understand yes, like Dude, the position that you're in right now, this is not a safe and sanctioned race event. Right. This is very dangerous, and you could end up losing your life for some stupid-ass reason just because you want to get a clip of the car in the front. Yeah, going down the track. And it came to a point where I'm an electrician. I have electric, I have an electrical license. I have a driver's license. You know, I have a bunch of licenses that I uphold, and it came to the point where the risk wasn't worth the reward for me at the end of the day. Where I'm not getting, I'm not losing my license and having to take a bus, ride a bike to work. Like, I came into a point that's where I wanted a track car and strictly track only. I have all this money invested. I don't see me taking that car on the street to do a fucking forty thousand dollar run. Yeah, you know, and then have potential of losing my car. Like I know out your way, I see cars get crushed. I don't know what I would, I wouldn't be able to see that, man. Like, so that's where I came into track only period like that's just it's what it is what it is that's now the, it. the uh the integra did you take that one to the track yeah yes i did 
that was a 12 that was a 12 2 consistent car that gotcha. was my 12 2 consistent car and then uh after I got rid of the Integra is when I bought Jeff Rosario's hatch that I own now. Got you. So with the Integra, when you used to go to the track, what did it look like? Was it just you and uh, and your buddy? Did you have? Yeah. A so it always just me and Ryan. So it always is always me and Ryan. My man, day and night, literally. I've had a tripod set up, lights going, sw swapping engines in the backyards. Like he's a ride or die. My man is with me no matter what racing. He's got the same passion like I do. And the team that I built up, we all love racing. Like, that's what we love. And that's why I'm for grateful. Like, it's not just me driving the car. There's a whole crew behind me that checks my safety, checks the engine. They take care of my car like it was their own and then make sure I'm safe. So it's literally, I don't see it as a one-man show. Like, yeah, I built the car. I spent the money up. But you can't do it single-man. And even with just me and Ryan, we did it for years. And it came to a point where I know I needed a crew of guys. And then... I established, you know, all my friends along the way, and mm -hmm. you know, I take care, I take care of them, you know. So going from the Integra, it's just you and Ryan at the track. Uh, yeah. What was it that clicked in you that you decided that hey, I want to take this to the next level? I wanted to go nines. Gotcha. I wanted, to, I wanted to go nines. You know, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I never wanted no motor car. I always wanted a turbo car. I don't know why, but I was, I always wanted a turbo car, and then. Uh, came to realization that i don't got turbo money yeah <laughs> yeah i don't got sport four wheel drive money at the end of the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know i took the all motor route and i love it man it's it's fun it's it's competitive you know at the end of the day it's it's awesome i love it i wouldn't have changed it for the world you know the only thing i would change is the drama but you can't change that shit so yeah makes it interesting you know? sometimes yeah no for sure <laughs> <laughs> so so you get the car finished uh spoon puts his touches on it car is yes. crispy man you take it to the show you're getting three three trophies tell me what it's like the first time you take that to the track oh man i was nervous i'm gonna be honest with you i'm nervous like i have this investment i'm nervous because i don't know what to expect like i just went from a 315 power you know horsepower car to 400 and, and and you know 420 or whatever it was mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know i'm like i'm, I'm nervous because i'm getting told you know once i hit second gear i'm not gonna know what to do with myself so i'm sitting here sweating i'm like all right you know fuck it i never drove on a dog box before like always stock transmissions you know obx one two yeah you know little little gear changes here and there but full dog box full fully built motor i've never i never experienced that so i was nervous i ran 11 fours i was missing gears going down the track and be honest, like it wasn't what I expected. I thought I was going nines off the trailer because at that point I knew I can drive a 315 horsepower car. Yeah, I was good. That my data logs will prove it. I was a driver. So then I hop into this car. I look like I look like an idiot. I'm like, what the fuck? So it took a long time of blowing second gears, eating gears. You know, I've eight motors. You know, just a learning curve at the end of the day between. You know, my flywheel welded to the crank because of a mistake I made with, you know, tightening flywheel bolts and, you know, dumb mistakes I've made over the way, which I've learned now that won't happen again. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's yeah. let's actually tap into that a little bit, man, because, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of younger racers that would love to be in the position that you're in. And I know that... Um, you know, accolades and speed and power, those are things that people always want to talk about, but that's, that really doesn't help the uh, the younger enthusiasts get to that level. What really helps them get to that level 
is, uh, you know, realizing that, you, you know, you're not shifting right or you're, yeah. you don't have enough power or whatever. So what were some of the most important things that you learned that helped you get to the, uh, the level that you're at now? What were some of those mistakes that you ran into? God. Yeah. So clutch in the car. I mean, I've always can drive was a clutch. You know, it came to a point where, you know, just trying to, the, the coordination, you know, the listening for the RPMs and shift lights and everything. It was a lot to, to adjust to, you know, and I, I've broken five second gears learning, you know, I've broken fourth. I've had my trainee out motor out the track multiple times. The stuff you don't see behind the scenes is, you know, the work that we really put in to make our cars to events, to race, like we spend a lot of money and, you know, we have nice looking cars and they, any, every car we look at down, going down the track, you know, for sport front wheel, all motor, all those cars, they're beautiful cars at the end of the day, we, we spend our money right, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so my biggest learning curve was, was driving the car, you know, our performance wise, the performance is always there. The, everything down to the car suspension, everything's dialed in. It was just me at the end of the day, just trying to learn the actual car. And when it came to to that, it took me. You know, I'm here. I'm still learning. Here, here I am. And the more practice, see what my problem was. I was just hopping my car and going to an event. I wasn't going to test and tunes. Mm. I wasn't practice. I wasn't practicing. My first time up, I was lined up against Tim Gray. I'm, I'm nervous at this point. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I know these guys are big guys in the in, in the racing community. So yeah. I'm like, I'm here sweating, trying to trying to race and. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm grateful that I got put in that position because it just made me try harder and harder to, to compete. And then that's what uh, that's where I'm at now. I'm focused. I'm dedicated. I've always been dedicated. But now that I'm actually learning the car, it's it's going to be a whole different ballgame soon. Yeah, dude, I love it, man. Hey, so, yeah. so tell me about uh, Nice Motorsports Management, man. You were uh, the, the first one on the team, dude. Tell me tell me about that. All right, so, I'll, so when I first came in, you know, um, I received a phone call around Christmas time. I was with Ryan in the car, you know, going home. I get a call from one of my buddies, Otto. Uh -huh. Nice one. Um, Joe, you know, we want to put you, I think it was the Projects episode. Yes. It was dope. I was ecstatic, bro. That's the shit I was watching as a kid. I'm like. Yeah, is this real right now? Like, yeah, I was, that was like the best gift you can get at the end of the day. Like just being noticed, like they see what kind of work and the person that I am at the end of the day, you know, it's genuine. You know what I mean? So for me, we we clicked instantly. Um, you know, the project episodes, it was based on my lifestyle, like how it started, how it came to be. And then we see what we can do. And then he started with the the nice ones uh, management and. It was more he looks at us like athletes mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So for me, I'm all for it. I want to change. And, you know, you want racing to be here 10 years later down the road, 15, 15 you know, down the road. So, you know, in order to do that, we kind of we kind of got to do something to keep the sport going at yeah. the end of the day. And, uh, I mean, all you got to do is watch. Everything is, is falling into place. I mean, they're a great crew. And we became best friends at the end of the day, honestly. Yeah. Good shit, man. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, very passionate and he understands it, yeah. man. He understands it on a on a definitely on a different level. And, you know, I've said this before is a, a lot of these racers do they I think they really dumb it down for themselves. 
there's no reason that we can't look at the racers the same way that we look at a basketball player. Because what makes it different, uh, a street or uh, a track racer versus a basketball player? You know, it's the just there's more fans of one than there is the other. But there's there's still kids that have these posters on their wall that go to these events, yeah. looking to these guys, wanting to meet them. And I think if a lot more uh, of the racers r- like thought of themselves in a higher level, it would help the whole sport grow immensely. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we we play by rules, just like you would in baseball mm-hmm. or football. There's weight rules, there's fuel rules, I mean, stroke checks. There, I mean, there's everything, so why not look at it as a sport, in my eyes, at the yeah, end of the day? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, if it's an open fuel or a free-for-all, like an IFO event where no rules matters, you know, it's a different story. But when you're trying to compete at a World Cup mm-hmm. each day, or any other events that pass around, I feel like it is a sport. Yeah. You're you're competing, you got ladder brackets, where you're falling into place, just like you would in a fight at the end of the day. You know, everything that's why I try to look at it as a sport. And also, like I said, it's my hobby, it's my passion. So for me it just all collides together. Well Yeah. So when you're getting started in this and uh then O reaches out to you for the management, what was your idea for the management? What did you want out of it what did you what were you expecting nothing honestly nothing i wasn't i didn't imagine anything out of it i just wanted a friendship honestly it was more of a you know we could talk about cars you know like i didn't really expect nothing out of it to be honest we always happy with the projects episode just being on something like that was was a blessing you know yeah and i'll Take it to 2020. I'm talking to you, which I never thought would happen. <laughs> Man, I, I just love to hear these stories, dude. You know, I see you out there putting putting in work, and uh, yeah, cars impressive, man. The car is definitely impressive. Um, I'm a, I'm a show car guy, you know. So when I saw it, I was like, "Yo, this is my jam right here. I like this." And then Appreciate just seeing it. what all you guys in the Connecticut are doing, and it seems like there's there's such a bond there and everybody's doing their own thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem from the outside looking in that there's a lot of hostility. It seems like everybody just wants to see everybody win. Everyone win. Yes. Correct. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see, man. And, um, that's why I wanted to have you on here to, um, you know, just pick your brain a little bit. One thing that you just did mention that you just, just wanted a friend, what and then you have your friendship with uh with Ryan, man. What what does a friendship mean to you? Everything. Uh I mean your loyalty at the end of the day. I mean, we all enjoy one thing at the end of the day. When you're at the track, they're taking photos of cars. They enjoy cars. Me and Ryan, we're building cars. We enjoy that at the end of the day. So we all collide. It's like a community, if you want to think about it. They got a job to do to, you know, take pictures of our cars or, you know, vice versa. So for me, um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. It's all good, man. Did you have you found it hard to uh, relate to people in the community uh, when it when it comes to uh, you know finding people who are like minded like yourself? Uh, no, I mean wherever I've gone, as far as racing, I've never had a problem. With, you know, I was always nice and friendly to everyone. Just I just show the same respect. That I would want you to show me at the end of the day. I mean, um, 
I don't have a problem with anyone. I work good anywhere I go. I mean, everyone's pretty much nice. Like even, like I said, I met Tim Gray for the first time, you know, when I built my car. Came up to me, shook my hand before the race. Like, that meant a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Just to show, like, there is respect. Like, there is a, a boundary there, you know, which is which is cool. And like I said, I don't know these anyone. I just hopped in this class and just to meet these people, everyone welcomed me in with, with, with wide open arms. It was, it was a great feeling, you know? Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Just meeting Jamie, Spoon, Four Piston, all these guys, like, I'm, I'm grateful because I could have been down the wrong path and then I could have been, you know, in some trouble. Yeah. The way I look at it, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, dude. Um, so come this, this coming weekend, uh, next weekend, H Day, next correct. weekend, uh, 15th and 16th in uh, New Hampshire, correct? Yeah, Epping. New Epping, Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. So what are you doing to prepare for that and how does the weekend look to you? Um, I mean, preparing, I've never been so prepared this year because of COVID and everything. Like the car's always been ready. I mean, we just came back from an IFO event. I mean, I got to do an oil change really mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like the car is ready to rock. I mean, I've always been that guy to make sure my car is always a hundred percent, you know, before an event, whether it's the nights before, I mean, we've gone to an event where we're getting alignment on the way up to go to Maryland international mm. race race. Like, yeah, like literally every time there's always the last minute things like, you know, people got a busy life too. So for me, this year has just been nothing but ready to race yeah it's when they open up the track or so for me right now all i gotta do is load the car up on the trailer and literally show up good That's shit it. dude yeah. how many uh yeah. how many people are in your team okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute hilto automotive has been a supporter of downtime with downstar for quite some time now and we know that they're in your corner that they got your back whether you're under a car or you just need some help no matter your race creed engine platform preference that model stands true accord civic s2000 any honda any customer anywhere in the world with equal respectful treatment for all we at Downtime with Downstar share these values. And as a special gift to Downtime listeners, they are giving you guys a special deal. Using the Let's Deal function at the top of HeeltoeAuto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is, I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us. 818-403-3473. You're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us, you know? Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that. Anything, even wanna talk about life, man. Just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult. 
818-403-3473 no charges i'm not going to be selling your info no bullshit like that guys just straight up fun so make sure you guys shoot us a text right now 818-403-3473 and uh enjoy the rest of the episode have a good day all right so you got ryan lewis edison isaiah spoon jerry and Omar and Dan Barcombe. Yeah. So I got a quite a bit crew. So there's stuff that, you know, we all enjoyed at the end of the day. We all have our passion. But there's not events where everyone can make it like me and Ryan can. So there's some people that have a family too that I respect. Like, if you could come and support me, cool. Like, so there's going to be times where we got half a crew there and we'll have a half a crew at another event. So we'll always be taken care of no matter what. Or we're all together, eight of us, ready to rock, ready to go, you know. At the end of the day, we're always there to not only support me and, you know, we also help out other people, too, along the way, you know, because I seen where where I came from, where I had no guidance. I didn't know nothing. I self-taught. And then, you know, I look back to, you know, all right, so there, I got a DM, I don't know, maybe a month ago. There's this kid, you know, asking me about cars and stuff. You know, he had something wrong with his car. So I put myself in his shoes. All right, I was him at one point. I didn't know nothing. I needed help. So... What do me and Ryan do? You know, we go down there, we troubleshoot his car. He thought he blew his motor. Wasn't the case. It was um, timing. No, I'm sorry. We cut the belt off and then found out it was the tensioner, the alternator, and something else just winding. It was just loud winding noise. It almost sounded like a knock, but mm. once you read the car, you knew it wasn't blown. So long story short, we came down there, gave the kid the hand, got his car up and, and fixed in no time. And for me... It felt great to just give back and help someone that actually needs it at the end of the day where people will just harass people for information. You know, I'm that guy that will help out anyone. You need help at the track. You need fuel. You need blood. You need anything. I'm open arms. If I have it, I'll help you at the end of the day. And that's where I like to be. You know, I hope everyone's like that. You know, I don't want to just be, nah, I'm not going to help you. Like, no, that's not me. That's not my character at the end of the day. I want to help people. Yeah. Where do you think that that comes from? My parents, <laughs> they raised me well. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I had, a, I had a tough life, you know, and then I was just an always a genuine kid at the end of the day. And between the combination of my parents and the people I surrounded myself with, it was just, we're pretty much untouchable at this point, I feel like. Yeah. With that attitude, man, you know, you could yeah. accomplish anything. Yeah, pretty much, and we're slowly doing it, you know. And I'm, I, I, I don't mark, mark my words. I'm gonna be on that, uh, that top ten M one list soon. When we get that cold weather, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be legit. And that's what I, that's what I'm fighting for. Like, I always wanted when I told the car, I want to, I built the car for a trophy. Like, I just want to win a trophy. That's all I wanted. Like, literally, at the end of the day, I didn't build the car for money. Didn't build it for nothing like that. I want a trophy. Yeah. And then, in order to get that, you got to put in the work, and that's what I've been doing for all these years. It's just. Slowly climbing the ladders, putting in work, putting in work. And then people see it. I mean, I'm dedicated at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. So what's your goal for uh, for H day as far as uh, uh, time-wise? You know, just to go rounds, honestly, and, and then meet up with everyone. I mean, it's been so long since we've seen the whole gang, you know, Fort Piston, everyone racing. And, like, I just want to cl- I just want to, I want to see everyone, you know. And just, yeah. And just have, fun, just have fun at the end of the day and, you know, just race. You know, it all depends on the heat. Like, I want to fly, obviously. I just want to honestly go rounds and just be competitive. 
Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm looking forward towards each day. And then um, World Cup. That's my. That's what I'm waiting for. That weather, that November weather, where everyone, you know, you bring your car, you max it out there, and you go to blow shit up. Like, that's what you do. Yeah. Like, World Cup is the event you don't miss. So you've been to World Cup before? Yeah, I've been to World Cup. Oh, man, my first one, I think, was 2017. I didn't, my car wasn't fully, fully ready. So I went there with Jamie. Uh-huh. And that's when I realized, like, I'll never miss a World Cup again. Once you go to that event, man... It's a whole week long racing, the baddest vehicles around. Fucking, you got guys coming from Alaska, Africa. It's all over the place. Like everyone brings their cars there, so it's it's literally it's like World Cup soccer, World Cup of cars. <laughs> so yeah, tell me about it, bro. I need you to convince me because uh, they just canceled SEMA, and that's the reason that I never go to World Cup. So uh, uh, I might make you, it this year. What's it like? You gotta make it. You gotta make it this year. I promise you, you'll be back every year once you go. Like the cars, I mean, you're seeing cars side by side races, you know, five second, you know, dude, just all these cars going down the track. It's just it's crowds are packed. It's where you want to be. I don't know how else to explain it. If you ain't at World Cup, yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. Like World Cup is the event of the year. Not that any other aren't, but World Cup is like, it's the last event of the year. It's like, it's like the Super Bowl for football. It's the last event of the year. Yeah. At least down our way, you know, I don't have good weather all year round. So open tracks. I feel you. Yeah, I always uh, made excuses in my head, like, God damn, no. they look so cold out there. Oh, I'm no. glad I'm not out no. there. <laughs> no, no, definitely don't. You, you definitely have to come. It's definitely, like I said, it's the event of the year. You will, you will never, you won't regret it. Dope, I man. Promise. I, I might make it out this year. Uh, I, I found a nice little Airbnb like five minutes away from the track that I stayed at. Uh, it was last year for for an H Day event. That's and, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's a pretty creepy ass area over there, man. <laughs> you, see, I, you see the horses and, and yeah. buggies look here, Amish town. <laughs> As, that's the first time I ever seen any Amish people. Shout out to the Amish out there, but you got to answer one question, dude. Why does the horse got lights on it, bro? I thought that was against everything. I know they got blinkers and shit too. I'm like, oh. <laughs> We watched them coming back from church. They had like a school bus, like 20 of them people. You know, they got the lights on and everything. I mean, it's got to be on a, uh, uh, what should we call it? It's got to be on a, fo- a, uh, a, t- uh, a generator. It? No, it's, uh, it's solar. It's got to be on solar because they're against electricity for sure. They got to have some kind of solar. Man, life is crazy, bro. I give them credit. It, yeah, I mean, I would love to talk to somebody that was Amish. Maybe when I go out there, I could do a podcast with somebody. They could bring their cart by or something. But... Someone that got sunned out. <laughs> Bro, it just seems like life is already hard enough. And you're just making life a little harder on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fully totally agree. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I can't, I can't agree anymore Shout out to that. them, man. But speaking of hard life, dude, what's life been like uh, this 2020 for you? Uh, it's been a little crazy. I mean, um, once that whole COVID stuff broke out, you know, I was out of school where kids had it. So I was building Nanawak High School mm-hmm. in uh, Connecticut and uh, COVID broke out. I wouldn't go into school. Mm-hmm. Like I got a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and I have an eight-month-old. Wow. Well, nine now. Yeah. So she didn't have her, her immune system isn't there. Yeah. So we, I, it was all new at the time. Like I don't, you still don't know what's up. Like I've seen people that had the COVID, you know. And then there's people that go to New York every day at work and they're fine. So it's like, it's around, but 
I wasn't taking that chance with my daughter, so I took a I took a layoff slip, and then I just been working for myself ever since. Really? Yeah. Very cool, yep. man. How's that been? It's been crazy. Yeah. It's been crazy, especially after the storm. Now it's been it's been a little crazy. You know, you have your up and downs, but I stay busy. I mean, if you're good at what you do, at the end of the day, people call you. Yeah. So, so tell me what it's like having uh having three children uh that young in age. It's rough. So I I feel bad more for my wife because she's with them all the time. Like yeah. me, I'm out working. I spend the time with the kids as I can, you know. But shout out to her, man, because she's got three babies twenty four seven. Yeah, like she eats. So she's the best. I'm I'm grateful for my wife at the end of the day. Um. Yeah, I it's I couldn't do it without her. I don't know how she does it. She doesn't get breaks like I do. I'll tell you that. And it's tough because now you're outnumbered. Like we started out, you know, we had our first one. Next year was the second one, and then not that year. The following year was was Zoe, and now we're outnumbered. You got three <laughs> kids and two parents. Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, you know, they're all watching you at the same time, and it's like you want to show them all the attention, but it's it's tough. But I'm glad I had them so close in age. So they'll all be in the same friend group. And I had yeah. my boy first. So I'll tell you this. Like the last girl on my side of the family was 70 something years ago. We're all boys. No shit. Yeah, we're all boys. My whole family. We're Whoa. all boys. So then I had my son. I'm like, ah, the curse. Like we call it the Pinella curse. Yeah. So uh, we're just shooting out boys. My grandparents are like, you know, don't even try. You know, you're not going to have a girl. They're all disappointed. Right. Next thing you know. Here comes out Mia. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I broke the curse, right? <laughs> Next thing you know, two days later, here comes Zoe. I'm like, whoo, that's it. I got two girls. I'm all done. I'm all done. Wow. <laughs> how did the how did the family respond to the little girls, man? Uh, they're, uh, they're grateful. I'm just glad my grandparents got to see it and everyone's family got to see, you know, the kids and whatnot, you know, before there's no time left yeah 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 you know so i was grateful to just even see them smile at the end of the day makes it all worth it yeah do they ever go to to the track to watch you race yeah so my son went to uh epping last year my whole family wife was pregnant last year actually with zoe out there with me i don't know how she does it i don't know how she puts up with me sometimes to be honest with the lifestyle that we have you know yeah we'll be at the shop two three four in the morning getting cars ready coming home sleeping an hour going to work you know the, uh, our lifestyle is crazy, so like I said, I give her the most of the credit for just even putting up with me. Cause I'm a pain in the ass as it is. <laughs> Damn, man, how do you ma- then, how do you manage kids, to be able to do that? I don't know. I have to be honest with you. I, I have no idea how she puts up with it. Yeah, but she does. She's a trooper. She, I mean, she sees what I like to do at the end of the day, and she doesn't hold me back in any way. And I'll support her in any way she needs if she wants to pick up something or some kind of hobby i'm gonna do the same thing she does for me so it's a give and take i look at it as she wants to go do something spontaneous tomorrow wants to try a new career go for it you know that's the way i look at it and i can't be thankful enough she lets me do what i do at the end of the day yeah it's tough especially with three kids like if i was a single man you know what i mean it's a different story once you're a family man you got your dad now like it it changes you like i I was i wasn't even nervous when i had my kid the first time when my wife told me, like, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm like, awesome, great. Like, you know, it's cool. It's a good feeling. Like, I wasn't nervous. wasn't nothing. 
it was a great feeling when, it, when my son came out. It definitely changed me as a person, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it opened, up, it opened up my eyes, and then um, then we just started spitting out kids. And, eh. <laughs> <laughs> just started spitting them out, and I'm like, all right, we got we to gotta press the brakes. Because I've been with my wife since I was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, here I am. I'm going to be 30 in two weeks. So, Wow. It's been a, 12 yeah. years. Yeah. That's yep. beautiful, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Congratulations, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I bet you can uh, use some of that motivation when you're out at the track, dude. It's probably very easy to uh, calm yourself down when you just think about the fam and everybody. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, I I want my son to be, I can't wait for my son to be older and be at the track with me, just like with all the guys. Even my daughter, they they all, they love the race car. They're all interested. So it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big thing, I feel like, when they're all older. They're all going to be with me. I, I can't wait for it, you know? Like, I, I feel like the noise is a kind of crazy, so I bought those special earmuffs for the kids and spent the grip on them. But it's, like, the fuel, all the stuff, like, I just want them to be just a little older. Like, if they'll come now, I'll have them come now. But I just want to slowly break them into it. But I'm not leaving this racing scene for a long time, I'll tell I, you that. I love it, man. So what are some of the things that you want to accomplish while you're in this sport? <sighs> as far as... I mean, personal things. Uh, and I mean, what would you like to see change? What would you like to see come about? I got a lot to say. Let me let me see how I'm gonna do this. Um, what do I want to see change? I want to see the whole sport change. To be honest with you, I want to look at it like I said, like with the the nice ones motorsport management. I want to look at it as a sport. At the end of the day, like I want to bring something to the table and change the outlook on racing. You know, yeah. um, so I'd like to keep racing going, you know, after me and my son, if I pass it down to my son, you know, I want to keep everything going as it should. Like I said, legal, legal, legal fuel, legal weight, everything like I want to make it fair. Like I don't want to I don't you know, people cheat. It is what it is. It happens. But I you won't ever catch me. You could you could fuel test me. You could pull my spark plugs, everything. You could do whatever you want. I just want to make it a fair competitive sport at the end of the day that's what i want and i want a trophy (laughs) that's what i want to see i already went nines you know it's great i just want to be competitive i want to be up there with these guys you know adam hall tim gray monday brandon jefferson you know everyone like i want to be competitive in that sport where you know i was always getting knocked out from learning you know I'm, i'm learning the car so i'm getting knocked out all the time all the time getting discouraged and i'm like fucking pick it back up jail do better next time you know what i mean and that's for me it was the learning experience you know it was great and i want to pass that down to someone that's like me you know 15 20 years down the road i want to i want to kind of you know i'd like to coach someone down the road that was like me yeah so yeah I, w- I would like to get out of it yeah dude that's a very cool story man that full circle where you just being in the in the stands and, uh, yeah, you know, just, just dreaming of the day that you can be on the track and now you're there, man. That's, that's now awesome. I'm here. Like I said, it's, it's a dream come true. Like I'll never forget looking at them. I'm just like, dude, one day we'll be here. We're in the fucking bleachers watching these guys do burnouts, but you don't really see what goes beyond the scenes until you're actually racing. Like what it really takes to do what these guys do. Like I was not ready. 
Like, yeah. We're swapping transmissions during during qualifying rounds. They're who blew a motor, who's doing this, who's doing that. Like you don't see that stuff being a, a fan in the bleachers. Like you just see these cars going down the track, who's flying, who's doing dollar bets on what car's gonna cross the finish line. Like you don't actually see what really work we put put in. Yeah. Not just me. Every everyone at the end of the day. Everyone. I mean, the work is it gets overloaded. There's nights where we don't sleep. I remember putting my car together last World Cup. Five in the morning, we got it running. We went to sleep. We got like one an hour and a half. Next thing you know, we're going back out to qualifying. Like, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what I. That's what I live for. At the end of the day, like I'll spend day nights. I'll spend double nighters. Don't matter as long as my car's straight. I'm going down the track. <laughs> yeah. So, in your opinion, what could we do as a community to, um, you know, encourage those kids in the stand? to uh to take that step to jump into the support what can we do to um you know to 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 make them feel welcomed safety 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 first i mean if you if you if you if you like racing like i do i mean you're gonna build a track car i mean there's always gonna be those people at street race you want to do it right you build it for the track yeah you do it right you know that's where i would start off make sure your car's safe i mean you don't want a 1400 pound car kite I'd be scared to drive something like that at the end of the day. I want to make sure I'm safe. If I, God forbid, I crash, I want that roll cage to protect me. I yeah. want my my seat belts to be in place. Like I want safety to me is important. That's what I would I would drive safety down people's throats, and then um, yeah, that's what I, I feel like safety and trying to think what else would would um, would help someone out. Um, do you ever have don't. people come up to you, uh, younger kids, to check out the car yeah. and stuff? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Like I said, like it's when I helped out that kid that lived down the street from me, and it was like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I want to give back to the community. Like I had it hard. Like you know, I, no one taught me anything, and that's when I, when I, when, when I met Jamie, just his brain, his knowledge. I was just soaking everything in, and I still learn stuff from him. You know, I want to give what he gave me back too. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. I want to give back everything that I learned. I like I said, I like to coach someone in my retirement years. I would say and and do something like that, help yeah. help out someone. Got you, dude. Multiple people. <clears throat> now, have you uh, have you reached the level where you have like the the canopy and merch and stuff like that? And is that somewhere where you want to be at? Maybe down the road, yeah. Like I want to give out. Like I'd like to do uh, maybe like a play, like a like you know baseball cards or something like that. Mm. Where you have the car on it, you know, something for the kids at the end of the day. More there's adults, but there's also kids that are in the sport too. So I want to do something for for everyone too at the end of the day. So I'm just trying to figure out what's best, like maybe trading cards. That's an awesome know. idea. To, you know, you know, something around those type of lines to to please everyone. Like, yeah, I want to do shirts. I want to do kids shirts because I got kids too. At the end of the day, I want to do I want to do stuff for kids, you know, and adults. Yeah, I definitely down the road. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do for him. Got you, dude. Hell yeah, man. I look forward to seeing <laughs> you out there. I'm actually not going to be able to make it to this coming H day, but I'll be out there at um, the Cecil, Cecil County one in uh, in yeah. September. Yeah, that's where we want to be too. That's like one of the fastest tracks aside from Maryland, like between MIR and Cecil. It's just that's where you want to be. Yeah, hell just yeah. From what I'm told, I've never been to Cecil. But I'm all I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to anything. I haven't had any car experiences, any any meets, any shows, anything like that since 
January Tokyo Auto Salon, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I'm fucking itching, bro. Yeah, it was like that for us for racing. We got all our cars built. We're like, all right, can we go to a track? It's like you got to rent the track, and you have to have just ten people only. It's like, what do you want us to spend thousands of dollars to go yeah. through a couple passes? Like, you know. So it's great. I'm, I'm happy that we're actually racing right now. To be honest with you, it's it's dope. You know. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I love it. So what are you? Ra- are, are you racing your EG? What are you doing? Mm, what do you got? Probably not. No. Um, we we actually went out to uh, on. They have a weekly meet here every Thursday, and my guy RC he just moved from um, Phoenix and he lives here uh, in California now. So I took him out to one of our local meets. And dude, it was so sick, bro. It was just like when I was a kid, man. You got the group of people. And then the other group just starts walking over. <laughs> like, hey, give me, a, give me a half car. No, I'll give you a full car. Oh, give me a fucking, <laughs> give me the go. This and, and I'm just like, oh, man. And then I just recently got the M8 tuned, bro. And I hear another guy, well, shit, I'll go home and get my Cobra. And I'm like, shit, yeah, it, bring that shit, bro. <laughs> and I'm just fucking, I'm just itching, dog. But then I'm just like, I can't, bro. I can't. Because I have way too much to lose. You know, I have a family. I have the business. And, you know, locally, it's known that we have the business. The police department know who is who or what. You know, so if I get caught racing, that's going to be real stupid. No, I hear you. So um, I think we'll probably just get the car ready to race and then RC can race it. (laughs) (laughs) He's from Arizona. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know, man. You know, I got I got to the point where it's just like <laughs> I've built cars and I've built it how I wanted it to build and I, how I wanted it to look. And you know, I've done all the online things, posting it up pictures, all this kind of shit. I really don't have any motivation to build another Honda. You know, that could be that there hasn't been anything that's caught my eye that is making things exciting again you know yeah. in in like the car show scene so i got a question for you at the end of the day what made you choose the business that you're in now as far as downstar bolts just what the, made you a necessity bro that? that's kidding. it you know the biggest thing about starting a business is you're able to solve a problem that or have a solution for a problem and when i first started i started out in the the show car scene and yep. people were you know doing shave bays and things like that but they weren't really paying much attention to their hardware so um me coming from the um the like the muscle car hot rod area it was like arp so i get over into the honda stuff i'm like wait you guys don't use arp and they're like no what is that and you know there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't anything hardware wise so when I was putting my car together, you know, I found out where to get some stuff and then I just put it for sale on my um, my build thread. And then it just started from there. And dude, the more I feed it, the bigger it gets. And still to this day, the more I feed it, the bigger it gets. So it's kind of like a no brainer. But everywhere. yeah, thank it's you, man. Everywhere. I'm not I'm not like passionate I mean, I got, about I got, I got your stuff on my car, too, man. It's everywhere. Like you're from East Coast, West Coast. It don't matter. We know who Frank Downstar is. That's for sure. Thank you, man. But <laughs> with that comes putting in the work, you know, just Correct. to be out at that show that um, that I saw your car at. There wasn't any other brands from California out there, no. you know, and there wasn't no. any other brands out there that were like had big names, really. And 
they weren't supporting the the smaller shows. So I think that that's kind of our secret um, kind of blueprint for things is just get out yeah. there, get the word, spread the word. And ever Correct. since I've been going to the to the East Coast, man, that's been my mission. You know, that's all we know. To be honest with you, down here is like all your all, all the stuff we buy is out your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything from our cages to your bolts to it, it doesn't matter. Everything we buy is coming out from your way. That's all we know down here. Yeah, and then how I see it, man, is that you guys spend so much money, and a lot of these brands they never even come out to the events. They never try to meet I'll you guys. You they don't try to I'll check out the that. cars, and that's me being an enthusiast. Shit, that's what I wanted to do. It was like yeah. I'm at this yeah. event, and then now I get to make money from it. Fuck yeah, this is win win. Yeah, dude. we're in it all for it. You know, so then I go to this show in in Connecticut. And I set up at this booth and then I walk around and then I see your car and your car has my stuff on it. That's like a victory for me. You know, that makes me feel great, dude. <laughs> and it's just just with anything, man, just with racing, with business, whatever you, you have yeah. to put in the work. If you don't put in the work, you're not going to get the no outcome. Returns. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah, and definitely. That's where I've seen it now coming from me, you know, building my cars in the back backyards and. You know, now here I am at, you know, I got a shop, you know, we're doing everything that I never thought was possible. Yeah. I'm like, you got to work. You got to work for it. I'll give you that. If there's one thing I can tell these kids, you know, that are coming up, you got to work for it. Yeah. Like, nothing was handed to me. Nothing. I'll tell you that right now. I earned every step of my way and I'm still earning it to this day. Yeah, like, man. And it this whole new era that we're in with the social media era, the younger kids, they um, they kind of get confused from from likes and follows and, and try to uh make that a success but it's not because if some people have so much followers or what have re whatever it is that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that that person has an impact they're probably Correct. just you know fun to watch when you're taking Correct. a shit or whatever <laughs> but if those people aren't putting in work they're never gonna succeed Correct. No matter what it is, dude, I don't, there's no shortcut for anything no. because even no. if you, even if you get a fluke, right? Okay. I, I want a fast car. I know what to get. I know Jamie's going to build it, whatever spoon's going to paint, whatever. Okay. Take all my money, go over there. Okay, cool. I'm going to have an eight second car. You might, but not with you in it, you know, <laughs> you have to put in that work. The work. There's no like shortcut. Said, I'll go back to the interviews. I was like, yeah, I'm running nines off the trailer kid. I'm fucking all you up. Yeah, that wasn't the case, bro. If <laughs> yeah. you watch the projects, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, that man. wasn't the case. I fucking fought for that fucking nine-second pass. And then once I got it, it felt great. And like I said, the 2020 year, just I was I was at the reunion event. You know, I off the trailer. We went 990, right? Then we went 987, 985, or two, I don't remember, but we were consistently chopping it Chop, down yeah. in the heat. In the heat, mind you, I'm fucking dying in these cars, suited up. You know, it's fucking ninety something degrees outside. Um, you know, just to be going fast in that type of heat. That's why I'm so ready for cold weather. I just want to see what the car's gonna do perform in cold weather, man. I'm gonna be blown away. I know it. Yeah. You know, with the companies that I got behind me right now and the help and the support that I got, 
I mean, the sky is the limit for me at the end of the day and anyone else that they choose. Let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know in the race community, it's a big thing about sponsors. So how did you approach sponsors and what is your idea behind sponsorships? Oof. Let me think about that one, dude. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people, the idea is, you know, my car's fast. Give me free shit. But... Um, me being a business owner, that really doesn't translate over right. You know, if you I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what nice one management uh, is doing. That's their job. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I just do what I do best at the end of the day and do what I love. So if you see that and you want to work with me at the end of the day, then we can talk, you know, but that's why on the professional level, I have a manager. Yeah. And that's the way I like to look at it. Like, you see me as a person. You can watch videos. You can look me up. You can do whatever you want. I'm a great kid at the end of the day. There's not, you can't find dirt on me because I don't do anything bad. So, for me, it's just they see the quality of person that I am. Like I said, I've had people approach me. And yeah. um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get no help any which way of the car. The only way I got help was when Four Piston uh, took me under their wing because mm -hmm. I had a little hiccup with a company. And, um, yeah. That was a big eye opener for me. What they did for me was, I'm forever grateful, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Huge shout out to Four so, Piston, man. Yeah, man, they are literally the best, the one and only, man. Like, you know, I had went with another company and um, I had a motor built. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. I didn't even I didn't even put it in my car. Really. Like, yeah, I opened the. I, I'll never forget. So mind you, I paid in full. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Do, <clears throat> didn't miss anything. So I had an, a detailed list of what I wanted, what our recipe was. I didn't get that back. Hmm. So I contact Four Piston. I'm like, hey, you just tear this thing down apart for me. I just. I had a gut feeling. I don't know what it was. I opened it up. I'm like, I spent twelve thousand dollars on this. I'm like, no. So. Mind you, I send it to him. I have him tear it down. I get a call. Well, your motor's built. Use parts. You know, this, this, and that. You know, your cylinders are .003 out of round. Bearings are all grinded down. Like, what, what did you do? Well, I, I, I bought everything brand new as far as I knew, you know? Yeah. And uh, after that, I had to throw that whole thing away. I had to eat that. I ate that whole 12000 Yeah, ate it. Mind you, I didn't even wow. get the car racing yet. I didn't get the car racing at this point. So after eating that, that's when Four Piston, you know, took care of me. I purchased an engine through them. And I've been rocking with them ever since. Like like I said, you see when you go down there, they open their arms to you like family. And yeah. that's what they did for me. And that's where I'm forever grateful for everything they do. I mean, you need help, they're there. Like, And they got their own car to worry about too. Yeah. They're actually, and you know, they help out everyone, period. Like there's no, I have not one bad thing to say period there's nothing i can't say anything bad <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like you ever want to say anything bad bro no <laughs> i seem like a good guy <laughs> you know I, I just try to i'm honest man i'm gonna tell you straight up you ask me a question i'm gonna give you the right answer i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna hide anything i'm not gonna lie to you i'm just gonna be straightforward with you you know yeah you know i took a, i learned the hard way i'll tell you that and i don't want anyone to learn the way i had to learn you know who, who's gonna build this type of caliber car and take that kind of a loss not even going in yet i was discouraged I'm yeah. 
what the fuck, man, at the end of the day. So, you know, I chalked it up. And like I said, it's what I love to do. I dump money into that car, man. It just never ends. It doesn't end. There's literally always something you're going to progress and, and do. The car's never finished. The car's never finished. That's yeah. the way I look at it. It's always going to evolve, especially what you see. Coming from 2018 to 2020, you look at these cars. Yeah. <laughs> they're faster. They're more competitive. And they're fucking flying, dude. So I can just imagine the years that are going to progress on. I mean, we're going to be fucking flying, dude. I can only, you know? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. It's just The technologies, the everything is just so advanced. And it's going to be it's going to be fun. Do you ever uh, think about going all-wheel drive? <sighs> yeah, I thought. I've definitely, like I said, I was a turbo guy. I yeah. always wanted a turbo. And I never got to experience it yet. I'm not going to lie to you. But that's why I got my buddy Ryan over here building his EM1 that he's had with a K-Swap Turbo. So, you know, I'm, I'm praying on that right now. Sick. You know, I'll finish that car up. And then, you know, I'll make it the itch and build a street car and just have a little weekend cruiser or something you know what i mean yeah but like i said i'm not trying to get myself in trouble that's why if he's got his car i'll just go for a ride with him <laughs> got you. I don't, you know i get too reckless bro i'm bad enough i'm bad enough at the track you put me in a car that could do 160 180 <laughs> uh, it's a problem <laughs> i'll be honest with you i'm gonna tap that fucker out <laughs> i feel you bro every time i drive the uh the bmw it's like i'm racing the world but they just don't yeah. know it <laughs> You even tell me, Joe, what are you racing yourself, bro? <laughs> yeah, you're fucking going down here just ripping. Who are you racing? Yeah, I just want to fly, dude. That's why I can't have a streetcar. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we actually, um, we're going to be bringing the uh, right-hand drive home soon. And uh, that one's going under the knife, too. That's kind of a top secret project. But there's definitely some four-piston on that. And then uh, there's there's definitely some FCS on that. And that's, that's, that's all I could say about that. <laughs> Uh oh. It's gonna be a good time though, man. Oh man. You might even see me at the track busting like twelve seconds or something. Who knows? That's what I wanna see, Frank. Twelve seconds in an in an eight second car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would like to, dude. The hardest thing, bro, is where I'm at right here, the track is about two hours away. And You know, even if you think about SoCal, how many Honda people there are, dude, SoCal is so spread apart, dude. It's not like down the street, there's a bunch of guys that I could go street racing with or Honda guys or whatever, you know, it, there's, yeah. there's all those small pockets. So if I did go out there, it would probably just be me and a couple guys. And, you know, I'm just bitching right now. I just need to do it. And I don't have a, a Honda to race. So once I get it race, re- once I get it ready, It'll probably be, uh, I'll probably take it out there and see what I can do. Yeah. We'll see, right. man. <laughs> we'll see. But I'm excited for you, bro. I'm definitely excited. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. I yeah. can't wait to go, you know, go back with everyone, be competitive, and just do what we do at the end of the day. Race, put on a show. Fuck yeah. That's what it's all about. Good know? shit, man. Well, I'll definitely be keeping an eye um, next weekend, see how the car performs, and then... Oh, um, you know, next month, hopefully I get to see it in person. Yeah, you and, will. And I'm then, sure you'll be coming down to Cecil and then I'm going to drag you to World Cup and you'll never <laughs> leave that event ever. <laughs> I'm not even trying to fly at all, dude. But I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right, so I'll make this bet. You fly out to to, uh, to Maryland, I'll fly out to Cali. Oh, shit. I've never been, I've never been to Cali. My wife was born in Cali. Where at? Mind you, I've never been to Cal. You fly out to World Cup, I'll come out to something out there. Dude, fuck yeah. 
That's it. I'll do that. All right. My my wife has to let me go. If she lets me go, I'm down. All right. <laughs> Where's your wife from in California? Her dad was in a Navy base. To be honest with you, I don't remember. I uh-huh. just know she was born in Cali, and she's never been either. Yeah. But obviously, she was a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they moved back here, but... Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Cali. I'm going to be honest with you, and I just need a reason to go out there. Dude, you got to come, man. <laughs> Hopefully, we can do a podcast in person, man, and you can bring that trophy over. That's <laughs> Let's go. Fuck yeah. Joe, I love talking to you, man. You're a very positive person, and that's rare to find in this community, man. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. appreciate it. Keep being you, bro. For real. I will. I will. I love man. it. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity and just, you know, letting me be on the podcast. It was dope. Like I said... Everything's a dream come true. I never thought like I'd be talking to you, being what oh, being a part of this whole, whole thing. You know, it, it's uh, I'm grateful for yeah. everyone. Like I said, it's not a one man one man show. It's about the crew. Everyone plays a role in this part. It's not just me. Yeah, dude. That's the way I look at it. You got to give the people that need their credit where it's due. Like you know, you see me driving the car, but like I said, you don't see what the work that's put in. And it's not just me. It's a crew of people. And just like everyone else, they have their crews. But they need just as much credit as I do for driving the car because they make sure I'm safe at the end of the day. They're making sure everything's good. So, you know, with that being said, you know, you need you always need your help. You need a dedicated crew for kids that want to start out. You got to have your friends that want to take around with cars. You know, you can't do it alone. Me and Ryan did it for years and it, it, it was tough, bro, on us. We put we put a number on our body for sure. Yeah. You know, but and. It- Dude, it seems like you have the perfect recipe right here, man. I am. I ain't going to lie, dude. They always say there's something in the water down there in Connecticut. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. Joe, I wish you the best, man. You know, I I, you, I, I don't want to say I wish you success because I already know that it's coming your way, dude. <laughs> you just Thank you just got to keep Thank keep putting in the work, and that's it, that's man. That's it, man. That's it. Hell yeah. I want yeah. everyone to win. So Definitely, that's man. That's the way so, I look at it. So before we get out of here, where can people uh, find you at and keep uh, keep track of the car? Uh, you can find me at alpha underscore K on IG. And then you got all my buddies you can follow. You got EPB EM1 is uh, my buddy Ryan. And then from there on, you'll see the crew. Yeah. Sick, man. I love it. Once again, bro, wish you luck. Hopefully everything goes great with you next weekend at H-Day. If you guys aren't um, doing anything next weekend, which is the 15th and 16th of August, uh, H-Day in uh, Epping, New Hampshire, make sure you guys check it out. Um, Amazing event, man. I I love H-Day. I love those guys. A huge supporter of them, and I, I wish them all the best. And a uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, Heel Toe Automotive. Been around since 2002, man. Make sure you guys check them out for all your Honda parts. And if you listen to the commercial, you know how to get hooked up over there. So make sure you check them out, heeltoeauto.com or on Instagram at heeltoeautomotive. Uh, make sure you guys check out Joe. Wish him some luck for next weekend. And um, follow him on Instagram. At uh, We'll have it listed below. And um, thank you guys for listening. This is Downtime with Downstar, episode 189. And we're out. Peace.